Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an open space therapy collective podcast. We are your hub for queer and trans mental health care. Each episode, we'll speak with one of our therapists or collective members and chat about a mental health topic using a queer lens. And I am your host, Renee Johnson, licensed professional clinical counselor, art therapist, and founder of Open Space Therapy Collective. This week, we are chatting with therapist Kristen Crow. Kristen is a licensed professional clinical counselor in California and is a dance movement therapist. Kristen specializes in working with couples, poly and ethical non-monogamy, and sex therapy. As we dive into today's topic, please keep in mind that this is a mental health podcast and we will talk about sensitive issues. If you would like to be informed of any trigger warnings, please read the podcast description. Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. Uh, I am your host, Renee, and we have our therapist, Kristen, with us today. And we are talking about scripts for how to respond to invasive questions about your gender and body. And this is a big one that people are dealing with constantly, especially when they're just coming out or they're meeting somebody new who is clueless. Yep. Um let's just kind of start with like some examples, some bad examples of like some of the questions that people get if they're non-binary, if they're trans, even if they're a cis person, because they happen a lot when you're a cis person too, like just, just paint, paint some, some pictures and examples of what this sounds like. Oh, I don't even like asking these questions. <laughs> um, oh, this is a weird crossover one, but the one that came to my mind, the very first one is one I get a lot, uh, just being a person of color, which is what are you? Uh, uh, help me riff off of these. Yeah. Uh, what are you is so brutal. Um, Let's just start with a gut punch there. Yeah. Uh, The, I mean, I feel like comments about people's weight and how they look is a big one just across the board of like, oh, you lost weight. You look great. Or like, oh, are you feeling okay? Like look pretty, you know, you can tell that things aren't going well. Mm -hmm. Um, Are really just kind of things that come out of people's mouths all the time. Yeah. (laughs) They're like some some of the trans clients that I've worked with have come in and they've had people be like, Oh, you're trans. Like which way or like fully. And like really the person's wanting to know medically transition stuff that is just wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Oh God. Which way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and also. Yeah. Knowing that, that all of these just, barely scratch the surface of the things that are said yeah I feel like I have a really good example that's tickling my brain because I observed (laughs) one of them happen earlier this week and I was like oh mm, mm." I think it's a lot of and there's just so much assumption too like our society is so um conditioned to think that it's okay to make comments about people in general like people's appearance people's presentation people's 
you know, lived experience even. And it's like, it's really just none of your fucking business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's baffling. Like even I know like non-binary AFAB people will get a lot of like, oh, you must hate your body or you must like hate um, women uh, mm -hmm. or like, you know, I think non-binary people in general get a lot of like, oh, I thought you were non-binary. Why are you wearing that? Or you can't wear that if you're mask or femme or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. It's like, well, no, or things aren't off limits to anybody. Thanks, though. Mm -hmm. My money's just as good to buy this thing, regardless of what it is. Yeah. yeah. What about like people touching somebody or thinking they have permission to touch somebody? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Visceral response to that one, too. Um, yeah, no, but people's bodies belong to them and consent is important period mm -hmm. um yeah like you you can't just go up and touch somebody for it doesn't matter if you are super close to them it doesn't matter if your family it doesn't matter if you, you uh, well if you're a stranger like you can't just go up and do, you, you can't can't do that mm -mm. Mm -mm. I feel like, you know, we hear a lot about like um, white people touching black people's hair and that still being oh. a thing, which is just atrocious. Um, yes. but same, I think it happens with bellies too. Like if somebody has a belly, like people, whether they're pregnant or they're a heavier person mm -hmm. or whatever, people just feel like they can go in and touch it. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Invasive. But well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> invasive and wildly inappropriate yes yeah. those are the things but i not quite the question but yes yes not okay totally not okay what about yeah. some what's an example that somebody a less egregious example like something that somebody would ask not realizing like oh shit this is not something that is my business. I feel like, <laughs> I guess that's not exclusive to non-binary or trans experience, but that weight one comes up a lot. And, or like, God, all of it. Um, yeah, like the the clothing, the makeup stuff is big, at least in like some of the some of the things that I've been seeing, like in my immediate vicinity lately. And it's like it seems innocuous, but like not. I guess that's not really an example. Those are just thoughts of. Yeah, but even like there's a there's a difference between um oh I really like those pants and oh those pants make you look great. 
like those are two very different comments and people think that they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah, true. How does somebody know, or like if some, if you're getting these questions or these comments, how, what's a way that you can tell if it's too personal for you? Like if somebody's asking you or saying one of these things. I guess what kind of, what's your, what's your gut reaction? What's your instinct about that? Does that, does it feel non-invasive because it's someone that you're close to and like you feel comfortable setting a boundary with them? Um, or like have had conversations with you in the past and this feels okay? Or does it give you an immediate like drop in your stomach where something feels unsafe or unwanted um some the stuff like my own personal feeling is like oh I feel something like go up like I feel like a wall of like oh I don't want any of that to like mm -hmm. be anywhere near me um and I think it's probably different for other people but I feel like it's an immediate like clenching or guarding or something you want to yeah. protect yourself. Yeah, I think I tend to feel it like up my spine, kind of that like icky, like ugh, um, yeah. feeling and my shoulders will will tend to go up. Mm. Yeah, mine's definitely like in in the front and curling in of like protect vital organs kind yeah. of. Cool. <laughs> yeah. um, what about, I mean, you mentioned somebody you're close to but that's different just because like you're close to your parents doesn't mean that they can ask certain things or you're close to a friend doesn't mean you're close in that way. Um, how do you think about like permission of people that are close to you? I feel like permission is never even like a blanket thing. Like I feel like there are definitely days where like might be more open to having a conversation about that. And there are days where that might not be a thing. And I feel like it's okay for permission to also be like granted or revoked depending on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Because it's all that this is you and your business and it doesn't have to be theirs if you choose not to. Um, and in terms of like negotiating the permission, like that just takes so many spoons in general too, right? Like you have to, you have to be in the headspace to be able to have that conversation at some point, it feels like to, in order to have that baseline established, but that's still so hard, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially if it's continuously invasive and, um, and like not in a, and even like not in a curious way, right? Like invasive and demanding an explanation or uh, yeah yeah like that demand or like I'm is a good way to think about that or like I'm owed this and there's also a difference in like if it's somebody you're close to and they're not they don't know anything or they don't have exposure to queer or non-binary or transness they might see you as the person to help educate them. 
Um, but that doesn't mean you are the person to educate them. That, and our, each of our individual experience, it doesn't speak for everybody's experience. And so even us educating them might be a disservice because then they might go, oh, well, Renee's experience is like this. So that means that must be it for all gender fluid people. And it's like, okay, nope, this actually shot me in the foot. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. How, so let's say you're talking to a friend, they're new to this thing. How do you, and they want to know, they need some education, but they're also curious about your experience. And you're trying to decide, okay, this is kind of a gray area thing. Um, realizing, oh, I don't owe them to talk about this. Maybe this is too much for right now. What are what are ways that you could, some of the well-meaning, but poorly navigated statements, what are some ways that you can respond to that? Sometimes I feel like the general... I'm glad that you are open to learning and curious about this, but this doesn't feel like an okay time for me to talk about this right now. It's something that we can revisit later or, you know, ever again, depending on <laughs> what it is. Yeah. That's like saying like, this is just not, not the time or like, let me, let me sit on it for a minute and figure out how to answer that question. Yeah. And in some cases, like we going back to like the the newly like coming out, like uh, sometimes it's the I'm still trying to figure that out for myself right now. But, you know, as I feel more comfortable, like I'm happy to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because so many people think like, oh, well they're gender expansive so they know exactly how that is and what that looks like and it's a concrete stagnant thing when that's not the case at all and our people explore themselves and find out about themselves and in, um, in different ways and some of that takes a long time and ebbs and flows yeah giving giving yourself permission to not know all the things mm -hmm. yeah i have a client right now who's um, putting together some materials um, to give to their parents because they're like, I can't, like, I've let them know my pronouns, but like, we don't have the relationship. I can't, I'm not going to be the one to educate them. So I'm going to put these materials together. That, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's really, um, it's a really kind act too, like to be like, hey, you're going to have questions. I'm not the person to answer those questions, but I do want you to have some of those answers. So here's some resources to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like just even that gesture of like showing, like be here, here are these things, um, especially for people who don't know where to start, right? Like you, the internet is a wide and scary place for some <laughs> information and like if you are taking the time to curate the things that you know feel the best for where you are and the experience that you want them to understand and share like that is so heartfelt 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, like that brings up another client whose parents just started Googling about um, what non-binary is and whatever and ended up down a QAnon hole that they thought hook, lane, and sinker. And now they're like, this person is trying to navigate like, okay, now your ideas about what like gender expansiveness are all wrong. And you're going down the QAnon hole and I'm really worried about you. Um, so yeah, it can go real sideways real fast. Yeah. 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 What about responding to some of the more egregious comments that aren't curious, but are like about medical transitions or about body or? I feel like I'm the worst person to ask because I am so blunt and aggressive most of the time. I'll say that it's none of your fucking business. Um, also, that's fine. If somebody's <laughs> asking you about your medical transition, that's so just horrible to say, to like throw it back at him with the same amount of like intensity and be like, it's none of your fucking business. It's fine. Say it. Totally. And just, and with also the caveat that like safety is sometimes a thing. And yes. yeah. Yeah. That was a situation that I found myself in more recently and I was like oh we need to like meter the kind of situation that I'm in mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's a good point is like you might want to say like go fuck yourself but like take your safety over anything else in this area yeah definitely um like ab absolutely hands down safety has to come first I think um and unfortunately, a lot of the times that looks like a little bit more of a gentle letdown, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Be like, that's not, that's really quite a personal question. Um, thanks for asking. Mm -hmm. See you later. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like naming, naming what just happened because yeah. like people are like baffled that that's what's happening even though it just came out of their own mouths and being like that's a really invasive question like that's that's not I'm not going to answer that but like um, or even turning it around on them be like I'm not going to ask you about your genitals why are you asking me about mine yeah I also sometimes will take it a step further and actually ask them about their genitals. <laughs> but again, I can get very aggressive and that's the that's the route that I go sometimes. Um, but not all the time. <laughs> yeah, Laverne Cox, this is oh, a while ago, was on a talk show. I wonder if this was maybe like pre-COVID times, at least, where the talk show host um, had asked about medical transition stuff and um, Laverne being the amazing human that she is, did that like in such a gracious and direct way and being like, why are you asking me about this? Like, that's not okay. And like took it into a teaching moment and like that woman has so much grace. I can't even handle it because I would have not been able to do that. 
yeah, no, I'm not that kind of human. So thank you for being, <laughs> thank you for the people in this world that have that kind of mm-hmm. everything. What about, so this is, you know, out in the world and friends or family or strangers um, can gently say, I'm not okay to talk about it and tell somebody to fuck right off, uh, name what's happening and say no. Um, provide some resources if you do want to support somebody's education path. Um, but this also can happen in the therapy room, which is can be really tough to navigate because when you're sitting with a therapist, it can feel like, well, my therapist is asking me this and they sh- they they're the professional here. So they it should be okay that they asked me this or like, I can't believe they asked me that that's so not okay, but now I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. You also get to have boundaries with your therapist. You get to have boundaries with anybody position of power or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope like I genuinely hope that your therapist is one that can hear that and take that in and do their own work around that and realize that that's not okay and hopefully can have some repair with that mm-hmm. and yeah yeah because there's you know, in therapy, we talk about so many like very private, intimate things, but that doesn't mean that they're all, all of those details are okay to talk about. And so in even, I think for therapists, especially where they fail is if they do have um, a gender expansive client, but, and they're like, okay, great. The client will teach me what this medical transition is, or they'll they'll explain to me what it's like to be a gender expansive person instead of doing that education for themselves. And it is so important that therapists do the research on what the medical transitions are and be able to help educate the client because the client, it's new for them, right? And if it's something they're thinking about, what what do these surgeries entail? What is the um, success rate of them? Are there going to need to be adjustments made? What's the recovery time? Just like anything else, it's the therapist's job to be able to hold that space um, and that information for the client, not the other way around. How, what are some language or ways that you help support gender expansive clients as they're processing and figuring out what their gender identity is and what that means to them. I feel like I really let my clients take the lead of like what they want to share and kind of go into. And like, if there is something that seems attached to some sort of like thought that might, or like emotion or something, that's usually what I'll kind of like tap into right like that there seems like there's some like hesitation or some discomfort with that like what does that kind of look like or feel like or come from 
and then kind of see if that helps clarify their own process rather than like trying to give a bunch of language and a bunch of things that I'm like, well, this is what fits. Right. So um, I usually, I, I, I focus on the the thought process and the feelings to kind of let people sort that out for themselves because I am not in your head as many mm-hmm. sessions as we might have and all the things that we might talk about. Like I, I'm not in there. I'm not in your body. I don't know what feels right. You do. Yeah. And that's so important because it's the client's process and their, their unfolding um, and it's going to be different for everybody. And so this is like a lot of the things we do about when we're processing about all the other stuff. Um, it's, we're not prescribing ideas and practices and identities or whatever. We're there to, to support that processing of it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's just the important that's the important piece of it. And there might be clarification questions. Like um, I have a client who kind of like goes on and off the hormone, right? And it's kind of like, okay, well, how does that, how does that affect other things going on? Like the choice to do that gets to be your choice to do that. I just kind of want to understand your thought process, how that feels for you. Yeah. And that's really, yeah, that's important to be able to let them have that, like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to go off it. I'm going to try it and like, let them make those decisions and not try to convince them of one way or the other. No. Again, because not in your body. Something, if something feels good, then cool. Like we can explore that. (laughs) If something doesn't feel good. Okay, well, we can explore that too, right? It doesn't invalidate your experience because one of those things doesn't fit the way it's supposed to have the air quotes on that one, right? So, you know, it's supporting your experience and helping you understand where you're going. What else do you think is important to mention about like, invasive questions or comments on gender and body. I kind of feel like I've said even more than I thought I was going to say other <laughs> than fuck off. Um, <laughs> pretty much the only thought that I had going into this. Um, yeah, I think it's I think that's just the point of like driving it home that it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And if it makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to engage with it. If it's too personal one day and it's fine the next, also fine. Well, thank you so much. This is such a um, a tough one to talk about because it's... Um, kind of like gender it's super fluid and ever-changing um but i appreciate your insights um yeah for our listeners subscribe leave a comment have any questions or thoughts about um how to respond comments that people are telling you um that 
if you want some suggestions on, we're, we're here and happy to help. Uh, you can email us, email us or DM us, um, and we will get back to you soon. Thank you all so much. See you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Leave a comment below or email us at communications at Open Space Therapy Collective. You can follow us on all of the social medias. And if you're in California looking for a therapist, visit our website at openspacetherapycollective.com and book a free intro call with one of our therapists to see if we are the right fit for you. My Therapist is Out is an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. Our therapists are Kristen Crow, Debbie White, and Renee Johnson. Clinical consultant, Jenny Nigro. Communications coordinator, Riley Andreessen. Marketing consultant, M. Issa Messaging. Administrative assistant, Mirza Ruelas. And our podcast editing is done by Smash and Grab Studio.